you know that he wants to hire me. So uh, I'm still waiting on the call for it, but it's almost like a sure thing for me. So it's just a testimony of how God provides, you know, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's uh, something going on. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. But, uh, man, let's just uh, let's stand up right now and just get into an attitude of prayer right now. Come on to the front if you can. Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now. We just thank you for the youth. We thank you for all our, our people, our loving, our loving youth today. And God, we just want to just thank you for being here. We just honor you right now. We want to worship you in just spirit and truth right now. We want to be excited for you and what you're going to do in this place right now. And right now, just say amen. If everybody is in agreement with that, just say amen. Amen. Come on. Come on and clap your hands. Let me sing this out. I want to scream it out. Here we go. I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. Go sing and I'll sing. Here we go. And I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because. You are good and I shout because you are good. You are good to me and I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I shout because you are good. You are good to me. I want to scream it out from every mountain. Your goodness, your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. You sing it out. And I sing because you are good and I'm you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good, you are good to me. Nothing and no one. Nothing and no one. One of anywhere close to And in my darkest night, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. We'll sing it out. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shine because you are good. Because you are good to me. Sing out. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance. Good and I'll shout because you are good. You 
Gonna give him a hand clap of praise. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have everybody shift over so that we're more in the center. So from Jimena down, come on and shift on over. And I want you to pair up with somebody, guys with guys, girls with girls. So grab a partner, consider them your dancing partner. Guys with guys, girls with girls, if you have to get in groups of three, go ahead and do that. And this is what we're gonna do. Check it out, we're gonna sing this song again. Hallelujah. And we're gonna do it justice. So when we get to the chorus, the part, and I'll sing because you are good. I want you guys to sing. If you have to shout, go ahead and shout it out. If all you can say is hallelujah, do that. Amen. And when we get to the dance part, here's where your partner's really going to come and play. I want you to do whatever dance you and your partner can think about. So if it's the do si do, you're going to do si do. If it's going to be salsa, you're going to salsa. If you're going to go ahead and do Walk it out. Go ahead and walk it out. We want you to stay in the building. Don't walk outside. I'm walking out. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. Amen. So whatever you guys want to do, we want you to be free in this place. Okay? And if you see that the two people that are next to you are not moving, and you are, go ahead and join them in your circle and get like a circle of four. Okay? But when we get to the course, I want you guys to lose your minds and go crazy for Jesus. Okay? No, I can't hear you. I said Okay. Here we go. I want to sing that from the top. Y'all ready? Well, I want to sing. Help me sing. I want to sing from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. Here we go, sing it out. And I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and That's your cue. <laughs> when we put this slide up and I'll sing, you guys shout, okay? I want to see who can get the loudest in this place. Look to your neighbor and say, you're only going to make it weird if you don't shout, okay? Tell them that, come on. So here we go, when we get to this part, we're gonna do that, so just for a test practice, I want you guys to yell out hallelujah on the count of three as loud as you can, okay? Here we go, one, two, three. Hallelujah. All right, we're getting somewhere. Back from the top, here we go, one, two, one. Come on, clap your hands. Help me sing, I wanna sing. I want to sing it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Here we go. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. And I sing because you are good, and I'll dance because. You are good, and I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. Tell me, I'll sing because you are good, and I'll dance because you are good, and I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. Nothing and no one can hear me. Anywhere close to you, the earth and 
Come would you desire him right now? 
song playing right now, would you just close your eyes in an attitude of praise so that you won't be distracted by your neighbor? All eyes closed in this place, and would you just cry out to God? If all you can say is, Jesus, I want to know you more. God, I want to know who you are and the plans you have for me. I just can't get enough of you. Come on, cry out right now. Cry out, just say his name. We cry out for you, Jesus. Sold out for Jesus. I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you. Jesus. I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you, Jesus. I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you. Come on and say, I'm sold out for you. So, I'm sold out for you. I'm sold out for you. They think about me. So, so down for you. 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 So about you. We don't sing it about anyone in this room, but about him. We don't. 
want to sing, we don't care if the world thinks that we're crazy, if the world thinks that we have lost our mind, we'll lose our mind for Jesus. But we're sold out in this place for what he's done because he was sold out for us. He gave it all on the cross. He didn't look back. He didn't look back to the kingdom. He laid down his life freely. And that's what it means to be sold out. Let me ask you that question. Are you sold out for Jesus in this place? Is he on your heart? Is he on your mind? Have you given your life to him? And are you living for him? I want to be sold out for you, God. I want to be sold out for you, Jesus. Lord, help me to be sold out for you. And all that you say.
worship you alone. Sold out for you. Make your way to your seats. Got some cool announcements for you guys in just a bit. Test one, two, one, two, nice and hot, perfect. Amen, amen, amen. 
Man, how y'all doing this this fine night? How many of you guys are just in love with Jesus after singing something like that? Amen. If you can do me the favor, if we can get those who are in this second row to come up in this first row, we want to see everybody. Just I want to see your faces. I don't want you hiding behind no one. Amen. Come on, clap it up for them as they go. We're talking about this second row right here. Uh, there's no space. Is there any space? There's two people. If we can fit two people right there, as many people as we can in the first row, then we'll fill up the second row. Amen, amen. I want you to look to your neighbor and ask him this question. Ask him this question. They, they should give you an answer. Whatever they answer, you'll figure out if there's the right answer. Ask him this question. Look him in, if, just look to your neighbor and say, are you ready for what God's about to drop on you tonight? Ask him the question. Go ahead. I don't know if they're ready. I don't know. And if they just got away with it by just saying yes, have them explain it. What do you mean you're ready? What does it mean to be ready for God to drop something on you? Go ahead, ask them. Come on, take the next minute for real. Ask them, what does it mean for you to be ready for God to drop something on you tonight? What does that mean? What does that look like? Hallelujah. Come on, 30 more seconds. If, they, if you haven't let the other person go ahead and share, go ahead and have them share. If you're waiting, if you figure out that maybe you had the wrong reason or maybe you don't understand it, we're going to be talking to you today. Come on, just another 20 more seconds. Ten more seconds. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Elevate. Now y'all gotta get louder than that. Stand up for me, please. Stand up. I know you're gonna be standing up and sitting down a lot, but let's do this one for Jesus, not for me, because I'm telling you to do it. But Elevate represents what God is doing in this city, in this church. So when we say what, what, we're letting everyone, this city, this devil know, like, listen, we're sold out for Jesus because we're raising our voice and we're proud of what God is doing here. Amen. So when I say elevate, you guys shout it at the top of your lungs. I want to be able to hear you. I want our neighbors to be able to hear you. They can be like, man, that's Stephanie. Man, that was Danny right there. Nice and loud. On the count of three. One, two, three. Elevate. <laughs> we got excited over here. I love it. We got excited, yes, okay, okay. But when I count to three, I'm gonna say elevate. I'm gonna say elevate, and then you guys shout out what, what afterwards. Here we go. One, two, three, elevate. elevate. All right, y'all give it up for Jesus. Come on, you can have your seat for me, please. We're so thankful that you're here tonight. If you wanna come with us and just celebrate God, we wanna give you some house rules before we get going on to give you an idea of what we believe, what we wanna see happen here. Number one, once you're here, you are here. Okay, we're going to end around 9.40, 9.30. After that, you guys are dismissed. But once you're inside here, you are here. We got you. We got you. Number two, no fighting, no cursing, threatening, gang affiliation, or the like. Amen. Thank, thank goodness I have like stuck in my memory. Amen. Number three, no talking while somebody is on the, so whatever. If someone comes up here and grabs the mic and they're sharing their testimony, let's be sure to respect them. Let's be sure to give them our full attention. Sometimes we're going to be having some of our students. We're going to have you up here sharing testimonies of what God is doing. Because how many of you guys know that God is alive and he does things. He, like, 
losing people's lives. So when he does that, guess what? You're going to come on up and say, listen, God is doing this in my life. And when you're on the mic, we like for everybody in this place to respect the person, not talk to their neighbor. So that's why I have number three. Number four, shut off all cell phones. Pull out the telly. I got mine's right here. Go ahead and turn it off. Not on silence, not on vibrate, but go ahead and turn it off. Unless it's an emergency, like you are underage and your parents are just really like, man, I want to be able to call you during service. Like when Jesus is coming down, you better pick up. If that's the case, put it on vibrate, okay? Make sure it's not going off while the sermon is going on or anything going on. Amen. Number five, no PDA, the sixth inch rule. We have this rule in, in, in place. That was a little loud. We have this rule in place because back when Elevate started, how many of you guys know the church started as a youth group? Pastor Joe came and said, I'm going to have a youth group where I want people to come on in. And not a lot of everybody was saved. So he had to go out to the streets and get them saved, preach the gospel. And there was a period in time where people were coming that they weren't saved, but they would be with their girlfriend or boyfriend, and they would basically be up on each other. Like, this is no surprise. If you're in high school, you're going to see this all in that. I remember going to Lane Tech and just seeing it everywhere. Am I right, Monique? Like, it was everywhere. It was nasty. Like, and literally, like, like this is... Almost fell right now. That would have been horrible, right? But literally, no PDA. So when you hear... If you're in a relationship with somebody, we say keep it holy, live for Jesus. The six inch rule, say six inches. So six inches about this much. Let's just make it this much. Six inches is this much, right? That's how much space we want between you and your girlfriend. So that way, you know, sets a good example. And just one of the rules we have here to keep it holy. Someone say keep it holy. No, no, no. Say keep it holy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number six, respect the leaders and each other. We're all about respect in this place, okay? I respect you, you respect me. You know, I haven't met you, but I respect you, I respect you, I respect you. We're all about respect, so just give it freely, amen? Amen, and number seven, nice and loud. One, two, three. That's all we want. We're gonna live like Jesus, and hopefully by the end of this sermon, if you're not living for Jesus or gave your life to Jesus, you would have made that decision today and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. And then guess what? You'll be living for and like Jesus. Amen. Next slide for me, please. We got some exciting news coming up this entire month. I was talking with Cynthia yesterday, okay? And we want to make sure that we get every information that we're doing in this church uh, to, to you guys. And we want you guys to show on up. Uh, before we get there, we have our vision is loving God and loving people. That has never changed. The Bible says if we are to do things the right way, we have to love God and love people. That's the number one and the second greatest command in the Bible. Okay, so everything we do out of that flows through that. So our next thing, guess what? We love God and love people by our strategy. We connect you to the cross. And one way you get connected is through a life group. We have moved permanently life groups to Tuesdays. Life group is a place where you come together, you fellowship, eat chips, eat candy. Sometimes we're going to the beach. I want to tell you what we're doing, what we have planned out for this month. This coming Tuesday. Somebody say, this Tuesday. This Tuesday, we are having a showing of the documentary called Father of Lights, okay? This, this guy, he, he's saved, he's Christian, he loves God. He had two other produ productions. One was called Finger of God and Furious Love, where he would go throughout the earth finding people who were sold out for God. And guess what? He would record some of the greatest, some awesome things of what God is doing. Testimonies of God healing people. Hello? Our God is a healer. People getting healed. 
people getting set free from witchcraft, people getting set free from demons, people understanding and knowing the gospel, gang leaders, whoever it is, people coming to Jesus Christ and their lives being forever changed. And so this Tuesday is about a two-hour-long movie, but you will not regret it. I'm telling you, if you're at a place right now where you feel like discouraged and you just don't know if like maybe you feel like you're the only Christian who's crazy for Jesus, come this Tuesday and this documentary will show you that there are hundreds of millions of people sold off for our Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, before we move on, I want to show you a quick um, uh, a video. They have a premiere on YouTube. I, I watched it uh, today. I showed you guys one um, this past Tuesday, but this one just basically touched my heart. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm definitely not going to miss this. So. Go ahead, sit there, play it from, and enjoy. stand up to preach the gospel. I often preach to people who have no idea who God is because they worship idols, very terrible idols. Uh, they, they spread the table for their gods. And I tell them that the Christian God does it the other way around. He spreads the table for his children. And in other, the other religions, the people always seek God. In the Christian faith, God seeks man. Tuesday, come on, let's give it up for Jesus. I'm telling you, if we can turn the lights for me, please. As the lights go up, that's what we want to happen in this church, a culture of knowing God and making God known. Okay, he's doing it all around this world, and we're saying we want to be a part of it. We don't want to see God move in different places and say, God, that's cool. We're okay with just watching by. No, God, put us in the game. We want you to do it here. We want to be, see people set free from gangs, from demonic oppression, from, uh, um, uh, from, from addictions. God, we want to see it happen in this place. 
And I'm telling you, that's the culture in which God wants us to live in. Amen. So this Tuesday is going to be powerful. You don't want to miss it. It's five dollars to to watch to pay for it, but it's going to be F R E E free. Just come on in. I'm going to buy it. We're going to stream it. It's about two hours long. So this Tuesday, you do not want to miss out. It's going to start at six o'clock. Okay, six o'clock on the dot. I mean, the entire thing. There's testimonies. People have been watching it, and people have been streaming it in churches. Testimonies of people being healed watching it because there's such an anointing of what God, they're seeing what God is doing in different places of the world and their hearts are starting to build up with faith like man I want that same thing that person who was set free from that man I know I'm, I'm still dealing with that God I want that there and right then and there God would heal them God would do something miraculous in their life and there's testimonies like that people getting healed people getting saved from watching this thing not to say that this is God but God can use that amen so this Tuesday, I'm telling you, do not miss out. It's going to start at 6 o'clock. Amen. So that this Tuesday, next Friday, we're actually going to have our very own Cynthia Hernandez give the word next week. So you don't want to miss out for that. She, I'm putting her on the spot. So let's give it up for Cynthia. It's going to be the first time she comes. So you better make sure you're going to be here, okay? Take out your cameras, record the entire thing. It's going to be awesome. Amen. And at the end of the month, uh, I think that Friday is when the Olympics around the world in London are going to start. And so we figured, like, man, you know what? The Olympics are going to start. Everybody watches the Olympics. If you don't watch the Olympics, that's okay. But we figured, like, man, the opening ceremony with all the countries, when they come up and they do their thing, you see some of the athletes, it's going to be streaming uh, that Friday night. So we decided to come up with something of our own, and we're going to have something called E-Olympics. <laughs> the name camp's like E-Olympics. That doesn't sound right. What is it? We have something called E-Olympics. -E as a matter of fact, I'm going to call Cynthia up here. She's going to give you more of an idea of what that's going to be like. So as she comes on up, give her a loud standing ovation. Give it up for our very own Cynthia Marlene Hernandez. Um, so yes, the 27th, we're going to have the Olympics, and so basically it's going to be the Olympics for yourself. So we'll, we'll, we'll split you into like two, three teams, depending on the amount of people. We're going to have different colors. So come the 27th, prepare to beat the other team, because the team that wins is going to get a prize. It's a surprise. Okay, it's a surprise. Get it? I get it. <laughs> so um, the 27th, bring your stuff. We are going to be competing against each other. There'll, there'll be so many games that you're going to be like, what the heck? I've never seen that game in my life because guess what? We're going to come up with them. And I promise you we're not going to eat anything gross, okay? I, <laughs> I don't want to see Kevin eat whatever we fed him last time, all right? So um, it's going to be a fun time. And bring your friends, you know, invite them out. Okay? Okay. <laughs> hey man, thank you, Cynthia. One thing she forgot to mention, please, bring, please be sure to bring your game face, okay? So let's practice this right now. You got to work on it. Some of you guys got to check in the mirror because your game faces. If some of your game faces of what you put on Facebook, that's not a game face. So we're going to practice right now what a game face is, okay? Look to your neighbor, and on the count of three, I want, them to g I want you to give them your best, most serious, most intense game face. Here we go, okay? Make sure everybody has someone to look at, okay? Look at someone. If you got to go three-way, go three-way, <laughs> okay? This is going to happen right now. Here we go. On the count of three. One, two, three, serious face, go, gay face.
We got the laughing section over here. We got the serious face over here. Lawrence, the gang face. I want to have Lawrence come on up. Come on, Lawrence, get up here. Give it up for Lawrence. I think we got a winner. <laughs> okay, Lawrence, this is what we're going to do, okay? I'm going to, no, no, stand, come stand up. Everyone, see. I'm going to block your face, okay? So you have a normal face right now. Chill. So when I go like this, it's game face, okay? Let me get on this side. It's going to be less awkward. Okay. So here we go, Lawrence. You ready for this? So when I do the swipe, you got the game face. Okay, he knows. I chose him because I think it was the most serious, most intense game face you'll ever see. Okay? You might want to take your photos how cameras are. Ready? Here we go. Look at that. Don't tell me that's not serious. Give it up for Lawrence. Give it up for Lawrence. You, you'll be able to see it if you come E-Olympics. That's going to be in two Fridays from now. Next week, Cynthia's preaching. We want you to be here for that. Keep on coming out. we got some awesome things happening. Another two weeks for life groups. We're actually going to the beach because it's still nice outside, although today it rained. I believe it's still going to be nice until August. Take advantage of the weather. Amen. Amen. Next slide for me, please. If you guys can stand up for so tithes and offering, we believe that people pay the bills, not archangels or fairies, none of that. We believe that God uses people to be able to bless the church, to bless others, okay? And uh, we want you to be a part of that. You guys have an opportunity to do that. It's not some sign of scam. God said to give your tithe. A tithe is 10% of your total income, and your offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. See, I grew up in a, in a house where that was common, and I didn't think twice about it because my parents taught us, like, you give, you know, your money. If we give you allowance, if we give you a $20, you give $2 unto God. I'm like, okay. And I remember my parents, they taught us, they would write out their checks, okay? At a point in time, my dad was, was blessed, and he had a job. He was making a six-figure salary, and he wrote a check. I'm like, what? what you put in? And he's like, yeah. He's like, when the people come around at him, you put that in there. So, all right, all right, whatever. So I go, I remember taking that check. The people are coming around. I'm looking at the guy like, I don't trust this guy. I don't know about this. And. And they would do that all the time. So because we didn't, we, we were at a younger age, we couldn't work. We didn't have a lot of allowance. You know, they didn't give us a lot of allowance. So it's whenever uh, the people would come around, they would teach us first, this is how you give. And it was their money. So we just gave their money. It's like, okay, I'm going to give this. Okay? And it, maybe you didn't have that upbringing. Maybe you never been to the church and, you know, heard about, I should give money to the church. It's giving money unto God. The Bible says you're blessed to be a blessing. And when you do that, God blesses you back. You want to know how you become blessed? You give unto the Lord. Amen. And let's see if we have a new number. To give you an idea of what a tithe should look like, it's 10%. Do we got a number? 610. 10% of 610 is? Survey says. Oh, I'm sorry. It was $61. Amen. <laughs> so 10% of 610 is $61. Just to give you an idea, you may think it's just, man, $61 is a lot. What can I get with that? I can get maybe some headphones, I can get some shoes, maybe I can get like some games, some of you guys are gamers, you can get a lot of stuff for $61, but that's 10%, amen, if you made two bucks this week, guess how much you're giving unto the Lord, 25, amen, you want to bless some more, amen, we receive, two cents, amen, I give you an idea of what it is, so whatever God has given to you, you know, do it with a good heart, you know, with a, a heart that wants to give, we're going to read out this verse before we give it up. Acts 20, 35. I want everybody to read it on the count of three. One, two, three. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for blessing us. We thank you that, God, we have clothes on us, Father God. We have the ability to uh, come and bless you, God. And we pray, God, that um, you would use every person in here to be a blessing unto your church, Father. Bless them in ways, God, they never thought, they never saw possible so that you can bless them to bless others. God, we receive it in this place, and we lift up the nations, God, as, as the time comes, Lord, where we are going to send our missionaries out. Father, we pray that you will bless the churches and nations uh, across uh, the seas, God, and, and all around this world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on up as you give. Come on up. As you come on up, if you make your way back to your seat, open up your Bibles to Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Yeah. Fake hair, fake nails, fake pearls. Call herself a Barbie, wanna be a fake girl. She can't even see, she's Stevie Wonder at nighttime. Too busy trying to get the red bottoms the right size. Tell her that you love her and she gonna call you a lie. Whatever, you don't really love me, you just gonna give me the lie. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, verses 21, 34. Amen. I got some time to preach this word. If you guys were here two weeks ago, um, these past Fridays have kind of been a little busy for us in, in this church. Uh, two weeks ago, we had our, what week was that? What do we have? Where were we? Boricua Fest, was that? And the week after that, we had our retreat? That's how it worked? No? Barbecue. It was barbecue, then retreat. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, thank you for me up. So this last month, we haven't had a, a, a service where we come and we share the word and everything we do. Um, and so the last time I preached, about two, two weeks ago, um, I talked about forgiveness, and I'm going to talk about that today. We're going to get into the word, but I want to make this clear. We just refresh our minds. Um, forgiveness. You need forgiveness in order to be a Christian. How many of you guys know that? You cannot be a Christian unless God has forgiven you of your sins. And if you haven't been forgiven of your sins, the Bible says you go to hell. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. Okay? And that's, that's just it. If you haven't been forgiven of your sins, you go to hell. Man, that seems kind of rough, Adam. You sure you want to preach that? Yes, because that's what he said. So if you're in this place, it's like, man, I want to be forgiven. We, we want you to be forgiven. And it comes, being forgiven of sins was when you come to Christ, okay, when you come to Jesus and believe by faith that when he died on the cross, it was for your sins, for your mistakes, everything that you did against God has been made clean. Amen. And that's how you're forgiven. And we talked about so many times Christians, when we come into the place of prayer and we've done something, we've sinned against God. Sometimes we come and pray and it's like, man, God, and we genuinely feel bad about our sins, the thing that we did. And we're praying, we're saying, God, man, forgive me of my sins. And then we walk out. Sometimes we feel like, man, I don't think he was listening. Man, I think he's upset at me. And we talked about how so many times we wait for the supernatural or rather the, the personal experience before we can believe God in his word that we've been forgiven. That if we genuinely seek forgiveness, he's forgiven us. You don't have to now, I have to wait till I feel forgiven because we leave ourselves open for demonic uh, attacks, demonic um, influence. Not to say you're going to be possessed, but so many times the devil would use that. They don't feel forgiven. I'm going to keep on tempting them. And they're going to keep on taking the bait because they don't feel forgiven. Because the Bible says, he who the son sets free is free indeed. And that's his word. So we talked about that when you pray and you genuinely seek God for forgiveness, he forgives you. Somebody say, I'm forgiven. Come on, say it nice and loud. You've been forgiven. I'm forgiven. 
So that's what that means. And today we're talking about forgiving other people. We're going to learn about two principles, two kingdom principles. And you're fi- they're found throughout the Bible. Uh, one's called mercy and the other one's called forgiveness, to forgive somebody. Mercy and forgiveness. Amen. If you're in your Bibles, uh, to Matthew chapter 18, let's look at verse 21. It's the parable of the unmerciful servant. And this is an example of how God treats us and how he wants us to treat others. Okay? When you read this parable, this story, you get the idea this is how God treats us. Okay? And this is how he wants us to treat others. Okay? What enables Christians to forgive is that we've been forgiven. And all throughout this story, you're going to see about a king who had a servant and that servant had somebody else. And what you're going to learn here is forgiveness and what that means to be forgiven. Okay? Before I get into this passage, I want to set this up. Today we live in a culture that's very, very modern. I'll say it like that. We live in a culture where everything, um, all our business can be made known publicly within a blink of the eye. How many of y'all heard of Facebook? Just raise your hand. Just humor me. How many of you guys heard of Twitter? How many of you guys heard about the original one, MySpace? How many of you guys heard of Mi Gente? Oh, come on now. Y'all don't know about that? You don't know. You just don't know, okay? Before MySpace was Mi Gente, then MySpace stole Mi Gente and made it MySpace for everybody, okay? Anyways, I ain't jealous. I ain't mad. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> my screen name account is funny. Um, hallelujah. So we live in a society, we live in a world where everything's been made public in a heartbeat. And one thing that I see, especially on Facebook, because I'm a Facebook user, I use Facebook, I don't get into Twitter much, right? A lot of things that I see on Facebook is a lot of trash talk, a lot of beef. And especially within youth, because I'm a youth pastor, and a lot of my friends on Facebook are youth, okay? Rightfully so. But every time I log on to Facebook and I see some updates, I'm hoping to see some cool things, you know. I got beef with so-and-so, that, bleep, 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 did this to me there, bleep, 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 what in the world? And then they'll tag somebody, and I'm like, oh, bogus. They did not just put them on super blast. That is, just don't do that. And so we live in a society where if people have bitterness in their heart, if they have beef, someone say a beef, right? That's what we used to call it back in the day growing up. I have beef with you, right? Y'all to say that now? Y'all don't say that. What do you guys say? I have grub with you. I got some things I got to settle. Anyways, just forget that happened. We used to say, we have me got beef with you, all right? I never said that. Let's, I'll be honest, I never said that, but I guess that's what they said. And so now today we live in a society where if you have someone or something against someone, you don't have to go up to a person and settle things out or talk to them and get it resolved and ask for forgiveness. You know what you do? You put it on Facebook. And then you tag them at the end. Just let them know, hey, if you didn't know that was for you, tag, you're it. And so we see this all the time. How many of you guys have seen this on Facebook? Come on now. If you, have a, if you just barely got a Facebook like Lawrence, you will see it if you start adding some of these friends. You will see it. Guard your eyes, mijo. Okay. Here, <laughs> so this is, this is what it is. We live in a society nowadays where to hold things against somebody is normal and it's accepted and it's actually what people do it. If, if you ever go up to somebody and you have someone, something against someone, the thing to do is to go up to them and say, hey, you know what, you said this to me, and, and I'm not sure if you meant it like this. If you did, man, I just want to, you know, clear the air out, right? But no, no, no. We'll make it known to everyone. 
And especially amongst youth, whether it's with your friend, whether it's with family, they say there's no pain like family pain. No one can hurt you more serious and more faster and leave a longer like uh, time to heal like family. I'm telling you, and, and I agree with it because I, I've had friends, they, they've kind of like done things against me. It's like, oh, whatever. But when it happens from family, it's just like, that stings, right? So whether you have, you're dealing with bitterness with friends, when you go back to school, it's going to start again if it hasn't started or you're out of it, thank God, right? I'm not saying it's okay. we want you to do this. But maybe it's with family. Maybe there's some things, some things happening to you or stuff that happens. People said things against you. And then left this thing in your heart where you're just like, I can't forgive that person. I've actually met some people that spent their entire life, their entire life, trying to prove someone wrong because of the way they've been spoken as they were brought up, whether it be from family, whether it be from friends. And people would be so on a, ven a personal vendetta to say, I'm going to prove such and such wrong. And it's coming from a place of bitterness and hatred. And what I want you guys to get from this parable, from this story today, Lord put on my heart to talk about forgiveness. Okay? And this is a big thing. This is a big thing. Because one of the ways the enemy would attack you is to get you all riled up and you to start, you know, feeling like, it's, I feel like, man, Pastor Adam, the way he's preaching, he has something against me. And, or, man, the way things have happened in my life, I can't talk to so-and-so, I'm not close to so. And, and so we want to teach you forgiveness. And then I pray today by the, by the Holy Spirit, by his power, that he'll open up your minds and he'll open up your hearts so that you can see that he wants this for you. And God wants the best. Someone say the best. We watched Nacho Libre about a month and a half ago. We said the best. God wants the best for you. Amen. Believe it. Because I don't know if he wants the best. He made you. Okay. And your purpose here on this earth, this is going to make sense. If you know your purpose here on this earth is to glorify him. It's to be more like Jesus. That's what you were put on this earth. Not so that you can have 12 Facebook accounts. You know, so you can be the most popular person, not so you can be a millionaire. But if you do become a millionaire, remember where you come from, Metro Praise, that tithe, hallelujah. Anyways, y'all don't know nothing about that. Open up your Bibles to Matthew 18, <laughs> verse 21, the parable of the unmerciful servant. We're talking about forgiveness and what enables Christians to forgive. If you're a Christian in this place, you love Jesus. What enables you to forgive is that you've been forgiven. Hello? Let's read this pas passage, and uh, we'll get into it. Here he goes, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So we're going to stop right there. I want to give you some things so you can understand this in context. Here, the disciples are hanging out with Jesus, and Peter has a question. Okay, he has a question, and whenever the disciples ask a question, it generally doesn't go well for them. Because they end up getting rebuked. Jesus is like, you have little faith. Why? You don't? So he always he tells them, but they're asking anyways. But Peter, at this point in time, after being corrected by Jesus, 
came up with another answer. So he asked a question. He says this, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times. You see, in that time, if someone does something against you, you can take them right to court and get everything from them. So Peter, when he's saying this, he's actually saying it like, look, I'm going to show, show Jesus that, you know, I'm, I got it right. I'm holy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. So he comes up to Jesus thinking like, man, I'm going to tell him seven times. And then he goes up to Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother if he sins against me? Up to seven times. Because it was, it was, it was acceptable to do it once. And sometimes you did it regrettingly. People were like, we don't know. You know, right? Maybe three times. If you went three times, you were pushing it. You were crazy. You're going to forgive him three times. And Peter went up to seven times. Seven times, Lord. Up to seven times. And Jesus gives him this answer. He says, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Now, does that mean 77 times or seven times 77? That's how many times I can forgive somebody? What Jesus is saying with his response, he's saying, you keep on forgiving them. Get that really quick. Before we move on to the rest of the passage, you keep on forgiving them. What happens if they did this against me? Forgive them. What happens if they're not worthy? What happens if I shouldn't because you don't understand? They said this about my family. They walked out on us. You don't understand what they did and the hurt that I feel from that. Forgive them. And that's a hard word. That's a hard word, especially coming from family pain. I mean, I don't know everyone's story in this place. I'm familiar with some. But in our lives, has there ever been any time in your moment where you've been betrayed and the natural feeling that happens is hurt? And if you let that hurt settle there without it being taken care of, it turns into bitterness and hatred and anger. And the devil will love to take anything to try to use against you, love to take anything to separate you from people. Because God told us to love people and we, he told us to be more like him. So he knows if he can have bitterness in your heart and anger towards somebody, whether who it may be, he knows that he's achieving his purpose. So Jesus tells this parable to explain it to him. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As the settlement began, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. I want to give you an example of what a talent is. A talent is a weight of measurement. Okay, and that's how they, uh, that's how they sold things. That was their form of currency. Okay, check this out. One gold talent was worth 10,000 days wages. I'll say that again. One, just one gold talent was worth 10,000 days wages. Jesus says in this parable that the men owed them how many? 10,000 talents. That is a lot. So this idea, Jesus is kind of exaggerating there a little bit because that would mean he would have to take more than one lifetime to pay that off. That would be like the tax payment of California. If you collect all the taxes of California and add it up and add it up and add it up for over 20 years, that's how much money you would have. Basically, he's saying he owed a debt he could not pay. That servant owed the king a debt that servant was never going to pay. Right? Let's read on. Let's keep on going up. Since he was not able to pay, pay verse 25, move it up. Since he was not able to pay the master order that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Then the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. This is an example of how God treats us. Get this right here. You are that servant. You have a debt you cannot pay to God. There's no way. And so the, the servant, and this is crazy. Think about it. The servant falls to his knees 
And he cries out. He's like, be patient with me. If you give me time, I'll pay it off. And that is the most ridiculous thing he could ever say because there's no way he could ever make that much to pay that off. There's no way he could ever pay that off. And if you keep on reading, the king, the master, gives him something. Actually, doesn't give him what he wants. The Bible says that he had pity. Another word from that, another word for that rather is compassion. The king had compassion on his servant. It says right there, the master, the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Wow. He had compassion. The king was moved by compassion to forgive him. Like, you know what? I'm going to have mercy on you, and it's been cleared. You've been forgiven. See, I want you to write this down if you haven't understand this. We're going to say this a lot in this church. Mercy. You understand what that is? Mercy is you get what you don't deserve. Make sure I'm saying that right. Mercy is what you don't get what you deserve, rather. Check this out. Mercy, I'll say it one more time slowly. Mercy is what you don't get what you deserve. Okay? What that servant deserved was punishment. Yeah, he deserved for his family to be taken away. He deserved to pay it all and have to suffer. But that's not what he got. He was forgiven. Amen? Let's keep on reading. Let's go up to verse, uh, verse 28. I hope this is painting a picture right now of Jesus forgiving us of our sin. Okay? And it goes on in verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. He's choking the guy. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to the knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. Almost exactly what he had said. Verse 30. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called in the servant. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. That's the end of the chapter. Amen. Close the book. Bless you, Lord. Let's see, this, this is crazy, blows my mind. Verse 35, this is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. As you read in the story, as the servant has been forgiven of a debt he could not pay, he then goes out, finds someone who owed him a couple denarii, which is equivalent to about 20 bucks, nothing compared to the amount of the debt that he owed the king. And he goes up to him, begins to choke him. He's choking the guy, pay up everything that you owe me. And the man says exactly, almost the exact same words that he said to the king. If you give me a little time, be patient with me, I will pay back. What happens? But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. And then what happens? The fellow servants snitch, right? They tell the king, like, oh, my gosh, this guy, he did what? 
And he told the king. The word got back to the king, and the king brought in the servant. And he said, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? You couldn't forgive him for something that I've forgiven you for, something similar. You couldn't extend that same token of, of love, of forgiveness, of having mercy on him, right? And the king said this. He said, in his anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. You guys get that, right? Until he should pay back all that he owed. There's no way he can ever pay that off. Basically, never. He's never getting out. Kind of gives you the idea of what hell's like. Take him, put him in the jail, lock him away until he pays back everything he owes. You, he will never be able to pay that off. Then he's staying there forever, forever. Eternity. God is serious. Jesus means business. I want to get that in your head today. The, the chapter actually ends with this. It said, this is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Jesus means business. He wants you to forgive. He wants you to li listen. This will happen to you. And he wasn't playing around. He wasn't just joking. The gravity of what Jesus is saying here becomes more apparent. And I want to tell you something. I want to say it again. Christians are able to forgive because they have been forgiven. And I want to bring something to your attention. If you're in this place and you're saying, man, it's hard for me to forgive. I don't like to forgive. Then chances are you're not a part of his kingdom. Hello? Chances are you're not a part of him. Because one thing that makes is clear that when you've been forgiven of your sins, you realize that your sin is like a stain, like a coffee stain on a white shirt. It will, it will stay there. It will never come out. You try getting Clorox, you will still see that thing, right? It's like trying to take it off. You and your good works can never take away your sin. It's like filthy rags, the Bible says in Isaiah. Like taking a shower with filthy rags and never, you can never make yourself clean. You need to be washed out by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that there's forgiveness of sins. And if you're in this place and when you've been forgiven of sins, you get that realization, there was no way in this earth that I can ever do anything that it to, for me to receive that love. There's nothing I could do. There's not enough money I can give God. There's not enough accomplishments, laurels that I can achieve in my lifetime so that I can ever come to the standard like, God, I'm good enough. I don't need to. I can go to heaven just because of who I am. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every person in this place, your neighbor, to the people in the back, to myself, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So what does that require? It requires a, a sacrifice. It requires Jesus Christ split, sp spilling his blood on the cross for us. And that's the only way to heaven. That's the only way to God the Father. So when we come with Jesus, we believe that, man, when he died on that cross, it wasn't so that we can decorate our church. It wasn't so we can decorate, you know, put some bracelets on and then just say, man, I love Jesus. Nothing. It means when you believe in Jesus Christ and believe by faith that he died for you and your sins were washed off and you've been made clean, you're a new creation. And that revelation of forgiveness, I've been forgiven. There's no way, oh, my gosh, he did this for me. And you fall in love with Jesus. That's the beauty of Jesus. You didn't deserve it. But he loved you enough. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. He's they're not talking about this blue marble you see from outer space. He's talking about people. For God so loved you. For God so loved you, Danny. For God so loved you, Chris. So God, for God so loved you, Marty. That he died for you. Didn't even think twice. He died. That's the way we're forgiven. 
The Bible says, Jesus said himself says, this is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you have, you forgive your brother from your heart. I believe what Jesus is trying to teach in this parable is to forgive people. And I want to share that today because so many times we have things in our heart that God did not intend there to. God did not intend your heart to be the holding place, to be the shelter of bitterness against somebody. Think about it right now. Just take a couple moments. We're not going to reflect on it. We're not going to try to, you know, if maybe you've suppressed it, maybe it's in there, and maybe you'll go out from this church, and maybe you'll, you'll, it'll come out like, I'm so upset. You'll be, think about it right now. I want you to take a couple seconds and think about some things that maybe you have against somebody. If there's whether any unforgiveness, bitterness, anger towards anybody, whether it be family or friends, think about it. If you're in this place and you call yourself a Christian, and you're saying, I cannot forgive them, you're a hypocrite. You're not of God. You don't belong to his kingdom. Because if you do, the Holy Spirit would give you the revelation that, listen, you need to get that right. Listen, you need to forgive him. Or how about this? That's one extreme. How about this? How about this? Maybe you're saying to yourself, man, it's hard for me to forgive somebody. It's hard for me to forgive them. See, what happened is this parable, the way it's supposed to flow, it goes from him to me to you. Reason why I can forgive is because I've been forgiven. And when I keep my eyes on the cross, when I keep my eyes on the empty tomb, I realize that I'm not myself, that I've been made new, and I can forgive you. Because now I'm being created into something I otherwise would not be. You guys get that? When you enter his kingdom, when you've been made new, you are becoming something you would not be other than Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit doing it in your life. That's why we come to church. That's why we get excited. Because we're being changed. We are literally being changed by the Holy Spirit. That's his power. Because before, when you weren't able to forgive, now Christ is allowing you to forgive somebody. Whether it's been your father walking out on you since you've been a kid. Whether it's been someone who's been calling you names, picking on you. Whatever it may be, now you have the opportunity to forgive somebody and say, I forgive you. And not hold it in even bitterness like, oh. Maybe it's hard to forgive somebody. See, if it's hard to forgive somebody, I'll give it to you like this. What happens is you've taken your eyes off of Jesus, and you've made yourself the greatest. Hello? Jesus said the servant will be the greatest of all, right? Jesus came to serve us. Put your eyes back on Jesus and realize, look, he's forgiven me of something I can never pay back. And you come to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to forgive just the way you forgive me. The way you forgive me. Amen. I want to close out by saying a couple of things. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the empty cross and tomb. Because listen, everyone in this place, and I know I've dealt with it, has come to a point where they need to forgive somebody. We live in a world with people. Okay, if, if you don't realize, we live in a world with people, and people will come to you. People will hurt your feelings. People will do things against you. If people come up and sin against you, he's requiring you to forgive. Hello? He's requiring you to forgive people. Amen? In closing, would you stand up, please? When you hear a message like this, 
Sometimes from the beginning with forgiveness, it automatically people come into your mind. Even as I was sharing this message, as I was sharing bitterness, things, there are people that quickly like, man, so-and-so, so-and-so. Now, this does not mean to put yourself in a position where you can be manipulated, to put yourself in a position where you, you get trampled over, where you get hurt, maybe physically or emotionally. But it does mean that you forgive somebody in your heart. It's sin before God. Bitterness, anger, it's sin before God, right? So what, what I want to do, we're going to close out in prayer. And I believe in order, the only way you can deal with this is coming before God and praying and then going to the person that you have something against and say, listen, I forgive you because I've been forgiven of my sin. Just give you this, just ho- hold on to that thought before we get to prayer. Think about this, the testimony that would be of you not being able to forgive somebody because maybe they have hurt you. Maybe they've said things against you. Maybe that's the way they've done something or haven't said something. And you hold it against them. The testimony of them knowing, like, man, they're never going to want to talk to me. Or, man, I'm not going to want to talk to them because I, I did that to them. You going up to a person and say, listen, I forgive you. You did this against me, and it, it made me bitter, but I forgive you because Christ has forgiven me of my sin. You don't deserve it, but I forgive you. And then walking away, and that person getting a revelation, like, I, I didn't deserve that. Why did they do that? Guess what? You're, you're showing who Jesus is because he did it for us. Elevate, he did it for you. You have no idea. The sin, that I, the sin that I have before God, that separates me from him. The sin you have in your life, it separates you from God. But he forgives you of your sin through Jesus Christ. The gospel pushes me outside myself to live for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. Ever noticed that? It's always pushing you outside your limits so you can live for people. In closing, you guys can bow your heads and close your eyes. You can play some music in the background for me, please. We're going to leave this up for a prayer right now. And I know this is a very, very touchy subject. And listen, if you come to these altars and you just want to let it out before God, this is what this is for. Don't feel like I'm going to come back later. I'm going to get this right. No, 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 no. You have an opportunity right now. After the Holy Spirit in this place, and He's gonna put His finger on things that maybe you thought were finished, maybe you thought were a closed book. And God is coming back, and He's not gonna say, I'm gonna open this book. That book has always been there. He said, I'm getting rid of the entire thing because I want to heal your heart from it. I want to heal your heart from it. So if you're in this place and you're first saying, Listen, I have sinned before God. I haven't been forgiven of my sin. Like right now, if I were to die, I don't know if I'll be with Jesus. I don't know if I've been forgiven of my sin. I think that if I were to die today, I'd go to hell. My friends, that's a real place. You can only be in heaven. You can only go to heaven. If you have been forgiven of your sins, been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and accepted Him as Lord and Savior, 
This isn't a club. This isn't a, a membership pass. It's an it's a opportunity to meet your maker. It's an opportunity to get to know the one who loved you before you were born. He loves you even now. So if you're in this place and you're unsure whether if you've been forgiven, if your sins, your mistakes, your faults have been forgiven before the Lord, I want you just to slip up your hand. All eyes closed around this place. If you're saying, like, man, I don't know, today's your day. You can know for sure. Amen. And we want to pray for you. So if that is you, if you're saying, man, I have sinned before God right now in this place, right as I stand, I want you to slip up your hand. No looking around. Hands going up. Come on. Hands going up. Hallelujah. I mean, you can put your hands down. Hallelujah. Listen. It's not me that's putting this in your heart. It's the Holy Spirit who's knocking on your heart because he loves you. He doesn't want you to leave this place until you've made things right. Listen, if you're in this place... Here's the other person we want to pray for. If you're in this place and you're saying, man, I have, I have bitterness towards somebody. There's unforgiveness in my life. There's anger in my life that's been a result of people doing things against me. And I have not forgiven them for what they've done. Whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be co-workers, whether it be people you've never met before. I want to tell you right now, God wants you to get that right. And first, that's a sin before God. Listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come up here and repent of that. Okay, we're going to pray for you. Before we do, we're going to dismiss everybody to come on up. And if you raise your hand, if you want to receive the Lord, we're going to pray with you. And as well, if you're in this place, there's unforgiveness in your heart. We want you to come on up and settle that with the Lord. And really quickly, as I dismiss for prayer, if you are the second person in that example, where you have something against somebody, when you leave here tonight, do everything possible to meet that person. Do everything possible to contact that person, to let them know, listen, I've had this against you, but I'm forgiving you of this. You don't realize what that's done in my life. You don't realize what's happened. You don't realize how I felt, but I'm forgiving you. I'm letting it go. Jesus has taken it on the cross, and I forgive you. Listen, my friends, that's not going to be the easiest thing. And if you want some counsel, if you want some guidance, we're going to be here at the end of this altar. If you just want to come up to us and talk to us about that, we want to pray with you, give you, um, you know, some wisdom, some encouragement on that. But I believe the Holy Spirit is here right now, putting his finger on some things right now. And it's a good thing. Some of you guys may feel like, man, I'm crying right now. I don't even know why I'm crying. It's because God is putting his finger on it because it wasn't resolved. And he wants to resolve it right now. So all across this place, eyes closed, heads bowed. Father, I pray in your name, God, that you would touch, touch hearts, that you would convict people in this place of the unforgiveness they've had towards people. And God, I pray for the revelation that we've been forgiven, God, and we can freely do that because of you, Jesus. No matter how many times, you said 77 times 7, you said to forgive and to forgive and to forgive, and you said that you would be with us, God. Right now, if that was any one of you, if you want prayer, I just say that you come up, just take a step of faith, come on up to these altars. 
if you raise your hand, we're going to have some of our leaders. We're going to have Chris and Monique come up to the front and see you as well. If that was you, I want you to respond right now. Don't wait. Don't look around for your neighbor. God is going to do it right now. The same power that we're talking about, if you raise your hand, I want you to step forward. There are a couple of you guys that raised your hand. Now's your time. Step forward. We want to pray with you. is a liar. Let me just make it more clear. If you had raised your hand because the Holy Spirit, God, was touching your heart because you know that, man, when you raised your hand, I have not been forgiven of sins. You simply raising your hand does not mean you've been forgiven. You have to complete. You have to come to the Lord and pray. We're up here to pray with you because some of you don't know how to do it. Let me, let, me, let me share this really quick. Just because you've come to this service does not make you exempt from having to ask for forgiveness. You're not doing God a favor by showing up on a Friday night. He made you. He is your creator. He is God. And in this place, as I was talking, the Holy Spirit convicted your heart. He showed you who you really are. He showed you your sin before him. And he's in this place. And if you raise your hand, it's because the Lord said, listen, daughter, listen, son. I want you to get this right. You're not leaving tonight, and that's why you rose your hand, because you said, listen, I, that's me. Because God gave you that revelation. So if you're in this place, before you leave, we want to pray with you. Because we want to be the say, hey, you know what? God is doing this. What, what is it that you, and you're going to come up and you're going to confess your sins, not because we're any holier, but because we believe that the Bible says that when you confess your sins, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That means that when we pray for you, God is going to move in your life. So if you want that and if you raise your hand, we're going to give the devil a black eye right now because you're going to take a step out in faith. You're going to say, God, this one is for you. I'm done living for everybody else. I'm going to step out and live for faith. Come on, if that is you, on the count of three, I just want you to take the biggest step forward. No playing around. I'm not going to call you guys twice. I've explained it enough. Amen. God is so worthy of us. But listen, I'm doing this for you right now. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to be lost in what I'm saying in my words. I don't want to be as clear as possible. If you've raised your hand, this is your time. Hallelujah. This is your time. God wants to restore relationship with you. On the count of three. One, two, three. Step forward. Step forward. Leaders, as they step forward, guys with guys and girls with girls, just start praying with them. You guys have to move across this altar. Go ahead and move across this altar, but start praying for them. Amen. So come on, you weary, broken and lame, and drink from the fountain. Amen. If you're in this place, you know that, man, forgiveness is on your heart. And you want to forgive somebody. You know that's hard to do. Listen, I want you to take a step of faith and come up. If it's your first time here and you're nervous about things that have some first-time visitors, 
We want to make sure we get some ladies to talk with them if, if you know what they're doing, because sometimes that can happen. There'd be some confusion. We pray against confusion in Jesus' name. God, we pray that your spirit would be upon every person. God, that their mind would be sound and that they'll make these decisions, God, and you'll speak to them how clear your word is. In Jesus' name I pray. If you're in this place, I want you to pray. Maybe you thought about some people that you need to forgive right now in your heart. Confess that to God. Like, man, God, I'm sorry for being angry. God, I'm sorry for having bitterness. You know, I'm sorry for holding some evil feelings towards people. God, forgive me of my heart. And if you have to start speaking against your, uh, your parents, come on, children, sometimes you can have these thoughts about your parents. I hate you. I hate you. I can't believe you told me that. That is sin before God. God wants you to get that right. Maybe towards a friend. I hate that guy. I hate that person. They did this. They said that. That is wrong. That is sin. And God is saying, get that right. And you get that right by saying, God, forgive me of my sins. All around this place, all eyes closed. Just between you and the Lord right now. Come on. how to forgive people the way you forgive. Give us strength to do this. Father, for some of us, it's going to be really hard because we're going to have to go outside ourselves. We're going to have to stretch ourselves to be more like you. God, make us more like you, Jesus. Make us more like you. Make us more like you. Make us more like you. That's our heart. That's our prayer. To be more and more and more and more more like you, Jesus. To be more and more and more and more and more like you, Jesus. In our actions and our feelings. Pray for every student, God. Every person in this place. Holy Spirit, touch their hearts. Touch their hearts, God. Break their hearts. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, if you're in this place and you're doing this, I want you to start confessing the forgiveness of it. Lord, start confessing it, saying that that would be my lifestyle. That would be everything that I choose for people, for people that have I've had things against. You choose it, God. Make us more like you. Make us more like you, God. Make us more like you. We want to be more like you. general prayer, but if you're in this place, and what we talk about, I know that sometimes when we talk about forgiving people, that can be a really, really, really deep thing. It's rooted very deep because the devil's been deceiving us, 
and God is healing people in this place. I believe that when you leave this place, you won't have to deal with it. And if it ever comes back, you get back into the word. And you remind yourself and you remind the devil, this is where I'm living. I choose to forgive because I've been forgiven freely. So I'm just going to pray a general prayer of dismissal. If you want to go ahead and hang out in the back after we pray and we dismiss, you are more than welcome to just do that. Just hang out with each other, love on each other. But if you're in this place and you just want to worship God, sing a couple more songs, we're just going to sing one song. That's all we're going to do. And we're just going to cry out before God. If you're in this place or maybe you're, you're with your friend, you just want to stay with them to encourage them, go ahead and do that. Let's just pray. Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for your forgiveness. We've done nothing to deserve it. There's nothing that we could ever do, ever accomplish to deserve such a free gift, God, to serve, to deserve such, such a life, oh God, that you were free to lay down. We pray right now, God, that you make it evident in our lives that we've been forgiven by the way we treat others. Father, I pray that you will bless us. Help us treat others the way you treat us, God. And love and mercy and grace and truth. Father, I pray for those who, who have real issues, God, of unforgiveness. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray healing in their heart and in their mind. In Jesus' name, that thing that the devil wished to use to destroy you, no longer has any place, has no longer any influence in your life. In Jesus' name. And God, I pray right now, God, that you begin to heal their hearts. Come on, would you begin to pray that way before we leave? God, I pray that you would heal hearts in this place. All across this room, God. Begin to heal hearts. Father, we want to forgive people the way you forgive us. Just 30 seconds, come on, would you just obey? The God would heal hearts. If he's healing your heart, just receive in this place. Heal hearts, oh God. place and you want advice, if you want someone to talk to you about how do you forgive someone, maybe you're talking about forgiving a parent, maybe you're forgiving about forgiving a friend, we want you to stay in this place, we're just going to sing one song, but if you just want to hang out with your friend in the back, we're going to go ahead and dismiss, but if that's you, just go ahead and have a seat or come up to these altars, whichever you prefer, we're just going to seek God right now.
Go ahead and pray. God, touch our hearts. 